Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Doobie and the Newbie, or is it The Newbie and the Doobie? You're clearly the newbie. It is The Newbie and the Doobie. Welcome back. Well, I still think, you know, because you're such an integral part of, of this learning experience that I am on and that we were, we're taking our listeners on, maybe, maybe we really should have rethought that whole, maybe The Doobie and the Newbie. Nice try, Timmy, but uh, I'm not falling for that. Well, good, because I actually always want to be first billed. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, we're in for another great show here. Thank you for those that have been uh, listening. Uh, MJ, what's been? Uh, you feeling good? You excited? We are on this journey now fully. Um, I'm feeling to... really good. Yeah. Right. We're looking forward to a good ten year run. Is what uh, what I'm starting to feel right now. Uh, so what's on uh, what's on the agenda today? And for the record, today is an interesting day because today is actually Eat What You Want Day. Oh, I like the sound of that. Right? Yeah. Like, really, like, like, if you could, right now, just off the top of your head, if you could eat anything that you could want to eat, is that how it's phrased? Eat what would anything you, eat? you yeah. want. Right now, what would, you, what would you eat? I would probably eat the biggest ice cream, like, banana split sundae you could imagine with whipped cream and sprinkles and cherries and... All right, I yeah. would I would have gone ice cream as well. I was I, would go, I just want a nice big bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream. But today is eat what you want day. You literally can celebrate that however you want. But it's actually going to connect to our conversation here about cannabis. That's right. Um, so what is on the agenda today, Mary Jane? All right. So today we have our stoner thought. We have our high five list as well. Mary Jane strains. And of course, an interview with Jenna McLean. She's very interesting. You're going to be looking forward to... Or do you, you don't think she's interesting? Oh, I think she's interesting, but uh, her name is Jenna Way McLean. Oh, uh, that's right. Jen, I, the, my focus really is on the McLean part. <laughs> that's true. You were rather excited when you heard what Jenna Way's last name was. Yes, she's like my she's like the the sister or or wife or kind of my favorite superhero of all time, John McLean. Oh, I don't think I know who that is. <laughs> I'm just how, kidding. I'm how kidding. Are we, how are we even together, let alone in the same room here? John McClane from Die Hard, greatest Christmas movie ever. Anyways, the point is um, we're going to walk you through some stuff about munchies today, being as it is Eat What You Want Day, before we get to our uh, interview with Jenna Way. Ah, the munchies. Um, the munchies, right? Yes. Yeah, so you, you can't be a cannabis consumer and not know what the munchies are, basically. Well, I don't think you can be a, a non cannabis consumer and not know what the the munchies is one of those so 
here's my definition of, of true fame and, and where we ultimately want to, to be. You know, I want one day, even if you don't listen to podcasts or, or you're not in the cannabis culture, or you're not even a follower of clean comedy, whatever it may be, when you hear the name Timmy, I want people to think, oh, I know who that is. And same with, with MJ, I would assume, or Mary Jane. What would, would you want to be known as Mary Jane Baker or MJ? Let's see. If I had to choose something nice and short, I would probably just stick with MJB. Okay. So if somebody said MJB, they're like, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Because the definition of fame is the concept that those outside of the bubble that you are currently in even know who you are. So like non-basketball fans know Michael Jordan. True. Okay, right? I see what you're saying. Non-baseball fans know Babe Ruth, right? Um, Non-comedy fans would know Jim Carrey. Okay. Munchies is in that same thing. I believe that within our culture, cannabis user or not, when you hear the term munchies, it is very well known and directly connected to... If, if I'm sitting around as a non-consumer and I get hungry... Nobody would expect me to say I have the munchies. Munchies, I believe, is a term connected solely with the cannabis community. That's true because you do have your own phrase for that that feeling of wanting a snack. What do you do? You, you remember what you call it? Wait, do I even know what? I don't even. Wait, this is one. <laughs> of, this is one of the. This is one of the things that happens in relationships. Um, she apparently knows that I have a phrase. Um, what do I say? Okay, so your phrase is so good that it's actually rubbed off on your child and my children now. <laughs> and That's you, a whole long story there, folks, so, trying to play that one out. But okay, so, so I don't the, even know my own phrase. I don't even know my own habit. What, okay, do, what do I so say? So the phrase is, I feel snacky. I feel snacky. Yes, that is. Okay. No, that's true. I, I remember now that that is something that I, I didn't realize I said it enough that it was like almost a catchphrase. Oh, it, it really is. Your son has started saying that he'll come, he'll go into the kitchen and he'll go, I feel snacky. Well, there we go. So as of today, that is my catchphrase. I feel snacky. Yes. So now as a, a cannabis consumer and a cannabis non-consumer, when we're, when we're both hungry, we just say, I've got the munchies. And yeah. I've got, and, and I'm feeling snacky. Yeah. There we go. We each have we each have our phrase. So we were thinking about um, like what is it when stoners are sitting around and they have like these moments where it's just kind of like like a contemplation moment, kind of like hmm. They start a thinking thought. about life, right? Yeah. We were thinking about munchies and, we're, and thinking, you know, what if what if a stoner was just kind of sitting around and be like, what? Why do I get the munchies? Is that kind of a question that a stoner would ask? It really is. Um, a lot of people suffer with it. And, you know, why Why do we even get the munchies? Well, I have gone on to the internet, which I didn't have when I was growing up. So I'm just, I'm not going to say how old I am, but <laughs> I literally didn't have an internet. I had to go and ask a human being for this information. Did you have a set of encyclopedias at your house? Yes, That's what they I actually know. came to our house and got sold to us at the doors. <laughs> anyways, I've heard rumors about this. And then they pulled away on their horse and buggy. But anyways, <laughs> the point is, you might be saying, well, that doesn't mean you're old. You could have just been getting your encyclopedia in an True. Amish community. Who knows? Anyways, the point of all this is that I have gone online and I actually found out that there is a reason why 
stoners get the munchies. And this is why we're calling this particular segment our stoner thought. This would be, so basically this has stemmed from the stoner going, why do I get the munchies? I like how slowly <laughs> you said that. <laughs> like like we had to seriously put some thought to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, well, I, I've seen you think about things all of a sudden out of, you know, late at night and all of a sudden you'll just be like, huh. I like how you throw in the late at night there. Okay, so... Here, listen, okay, so let's let's walk through this, shall we? Um, it was first noted, the term munchies, okay, was first noted according to this very well-respected um, person online, who I don't actually know who is. I'm sure they have plenty of sources, because everything online is true. But they said that there was a study long time ago on being stoned. That's all they call it, being stoned. It was by Charles T. Tart, which is a, which is a, a great name. Absolutely. My, I would, I would actually possibly name a uh, a strain, Charles Charles T. Tart. I don't know if there is one, but there should be. There really should be. There should be, right? We should name a strain. I'm gonna have to look into that. So, um, but then there was recent studies have shown this. Okay, this this is what I found interesting. That um, the neuro, the neurological, the neurological. Like we're not doctors. Okay, I didn't even. I didn't. I, I got kicked out of college. Okay. Okay. Not even high, just uneducated. But here's the thing. The munchies are caused by THC interacting with cannabinoid. Did I say that right? Cannabinoid receptors in the brain. Okay. A particular receptor called CBI. Do you know anything? Like, am I, am I talking to someone who, who knows all this already? Uh, yeah, I, I do know what cannabinoids and CB1 okay. receptors and tetrahydrocannabinol is, which is THC. Oh, well, I'm so glad you guys narrowed it down to THC. So basically what happens is that as a result of the tetra things uh, catching, to the, catching up to the cannabinoid receptors yep. in the brain, okay, um, THC, THC can trick the brain into making it think that the body needs food. By activating the pro, okay, there's a long word, that signals fullness. So... Basically, you're not, so you're not hungry. You literally just think you are. You're actually not. It's not like a state of hunger. Okay. Sorry, we're getting a little bit of noise from the outside there. I wasn't we're sure hearing, if that was, maybe it's an echo or a ghost. It could be a ghost. I don't know. I think we were hearing a previous episode. I don't know. That was weird. There That's we so are cool. Again. Are we in the, Oh my goodness! I think we're time travelers. I think we're we're hearing. I hope we're listening to a future episode. Oh, that, that would be cool. cool. That? that would be awesome. And then that is why the episode got recorded in the first place because we heard it on this episode, and then my mind is like blown right, right? now. That's a stoner thought for a future future episode. It really is. Oh, it's feedback. It's not a future episode. Okay. It's just flat out feedback. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that the munchies actually are not, is not a, um, according to this very well-studied individual who I don't know who they are, is not a physiological thing of feeling hungry. Your brain has been fooled. That's what okay. THC does. Okay. So when you think you've got the munchies, be careful because you might be eating too much because your body is going, no, no, we don't want to eat. And your brain's like, bring it on. But that's just because of the, the funny THC. 
Well, it's also because the receptor or the neuron or receptor that it actually activates um, heightens the smell and taste of food. So that way it's actually more enjoyable to eat said food. So regardless of if you're full or not, your brain goes, oh, man, those strawberries smell so delicious. And then you end up eating them. And when you eat them, they taste better. So you're at, so regardless, your brain is literally drawing you in. Listen, I, we're going to uh, I want to just do this quickly. We're going to bring in our guest, um, Jenna McLean. Jenna Way. Uh, Jenna Way McLean. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenna Way. Um, but let me just let me just say this because we really want to do this. We our top five list, and we're going to talk. Maybe we can talk to her a little bit about this too. Sure. My top five list for terms for having the munchies. Okay. Okay, here they are. These are five terms. I feel snacky on there? No, I feel snacky is not on there. These are top five terms that you should use instead of saying, um, I feel the munchies. Here we go. Number one, itching for the kitchen. I'm itching for the kitchen. Oh, that's good. Is that good? That's a good one. Right? Okay. Okay. The second better term for I've got the munchies is my mouth is alive with juices of wine and I'm hungry like the wolf. (laughs) It's a little long. It's a little long, but a very, very, you know, recognizable, <laughs> I think it's way more descriptive. Hungry like a wolf. Okay. Number, oh, that one's... Uh, um, okay. Number yeah. three, call me Audrey too. No? Is that, I'm totally confused by that From one. From Little Shop of Horrors, a giant plant, a giant plant that eats people was named Audrey too, and it would just go, feed me. So that's that's why. So anyways, okay. over your head. Fair enough. Yeah. Number two, this this actually might be my favorite one. Diagnosis vape worm. Because you know how like a tapeworm <laughs> eats the food? Okay, okay. So diagnosis that's, that's good, vape but... worm. And finally, the number one better term than I have the munchies. I've got the hankerings. Oh. No? The hankerings. I've got the hankerings. No? I, I don't know. I right, think fine. we'd have to ask our viewers right. to call gonna, on that one. That one's... I'm going to go back with itching for the kitchen then because that, that, was, that was the best one. All right, that's yeah, the one we're I going like with. that one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let us bring in our guest today. Yes. You ready for that? Yes. Let's bring in Genoway McLean. Welcome, Genoway McLean. Hey, Genoway. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, you know what? Uh, the learning curve on podcasts has been really interesting, but we have been having an absolute blast, and we're so excited that you've uh, come in and uh, want to hang out with us for a little bit and hopefully educate and entertain, and uh, we're looking forward to a good time. I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. So uh, just to give people a little bit of a background, um, and I pulled this from your LinkedIn, so please, if you have anything to add, <laughs> let me know. We all know the LinkedIn profiles are dead on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, like, like you've mentioned before, it's on the Internet, so we know it's true, right? I, yeah. I, I wrote my own, and three quarters of it is completely false. <laughs> okay. Well, the resume. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why I've never had a real job ever. <laughs> okay, so um, it says you are the co-founder and CEO of Calyx and Tricombs in Kingston. Yeah. Um, it also says you've been an advocate since 2010. You also co-founded and were the CEO, or sorry, you co-founded um, Kingston 420 or 420 Kingston. Yeah. You also work with Normal, and you also were a writer... Uh, for Ladybud Magazine, which uh, dealt with drug war reform from a female's perspective, if I'm 
not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it's an American publication. Well, just because the people I was working with were American, but yeah, it was, uh, that was a couple years ago. That's awesome. So like you've definitely, (laughs) I I did my research, I tell you, but it's nice to see you've been in the advocate and um, like in the cannabis industry for a very, very long time. And um, Mm -hmm. like, like Timmy said, I'm really happy that we were able to get you on because you've gone from, I want to call it gray market. There's, there's like many different terms for the illegal market. Um, But this was pre-legalization from selling like you know, glass bongs and papers and pipes for, of course, tobacco use only, um, to having this wonderful, beautiful legal cannabis store, which I I must say, I had the privilege of visiting and your staff and your just the, the overall feel you get when you walk through the door is absolutely amazing. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's our little jewel. It's always a work in progress. There's always something there's always like, something that needs to be fixed or something that could be better, but we're trying our best and really any of those little things, our staff are so good. Nobody notices them. So (laughs) it's good. So why, um, with any, with anybody opening up a small business, um, and you transitioned, am I right in saying you transitioned from, from having a a small business and just kind of, I guess, reorganizing it under the, the new laws regarding cannabis? Is that what happened? Well, we, not exactly, we've been waiting for this, like um, MJ was saying, for for a while. Um, we, you know, with legalization in Ontario, at first it was going to be um, public sales, sort of like the LCBO. And if that were the case, we had to sort of pivot into basically any other direction because we weren't going to potentially even be allowed to sell bongs. At the time we were selling seeds and we were selling when we were, we were rated in 2017 for those at 420. Um, right. You said, you said rated, not rated. Yeah. Rated like police, not not rated. rated. If they were rated for their seeds, they would have been like 10 out of 10 because I bought some of those seeds from there and they were good (laughs) seeds. No, they were raided yeah, by the yeah, police. No, it's we 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 were one of the largest seed banks in Canadian history. It took them 13 hours to get our seeds out of the store. So for us, we already knew we had to pivot because right after that happened, the week after the Cannabis Act was announced, and it was really clear that everything was going to be regulated, including seeds, and that we would. I mean, at the time, we thought potentially we wouldn't be allowed to sell bonds. So. We sort of were wholesaling, um, you know, gardening stuff and focusing on that. And then finally, when private sale was announced, we snatched up our second location, which became Calyx and Tricombs really quickly um, and started building just based on basically what Alberta's rules were, because we figured that was our best shot. We had no idea what the requirements were going to be. So we just based it around what they did. And luckily for us, it ended up being the same <laughs> or very similar. Um, and then uh, the lotteries were announced and we lost two lotteries before we were able to um, be now, licensed. Now, Jenna, wait, can you, I just want to interrupt you. Can you very, very quickly explain what do you mean by lottery? 
What? Oh, the, yeah. What happened? So, so private sale was announced, and you know, at first, Doug Ford had said as many as the market could bear, there won't be any issue. And then, in my opinion, uh, to make legalization look unsuccessful in the face of a next federal election in the most populated province, the provincial conservatives sort of put a stop to everything and said, oh, well, wait, first, we're just going to open 25. They said there were supply concerns, but we all know that there were no supply concerns. So they decided to do a lottery for only 25 stores in the whole province. Um, in that lottery, there were over 59,000 applicants because there was only, you only had to have 75 bucks and, and the will to apply in order to, to be yeah. successful. So we had a lot of competition. A lot of people have nothing to do with cannabis or even retail and just saw it as a lottery ticket. And that's what, that's what the first 25 stores really were. It really gave um, out-of-province operators the chance to dive into the Ontario market before local people like us were even allowed to get a crack at it. So in the first lottery, we were number 252, mm. <laughs> which is pretty far down the list for our region. Um, and, and then there was also like known like ballot stuffing. People were breaking the rules left and right, but nobody was getting disqualified it's just people weren't getting licensed um and then they're like okay well we'll do another lottery because <laughs> it worked so well the first time the second lottery had to have um it was a little bit higher um requirements like you had to show like you had a lease and uh, you know a couple bucks in the bank um so the the pool was a lot less i can't remember how how high but we lost that one too so it didn't matter and then the federal election happened. And then a month after the federal election, they opened it up to everybody. And then we were licensed within a few months after that. That whole process uh, sounds a lot like um, I'm, I'm a clean professional comedian. And uh, there's a lot of people performing comedy like it was some sort of open lottery. And they have no credentials at all. And so I don't know how they all got in. But a lot of them have been winning in the thinking the game before the rest of us. Well, see, a lot of people, That's like true. like Genoa said, a lot of people threw their name in the in to the race because they knew that if they could be one of the twenty five that got a license, they didn't have to have any money, really, any knowledge about cannabis. All they had to do was have that golden ticket that mm. allowed them to sell cannabis, and there was a million people sending them emails on, "Will you work with us? Let's partner. I've got oh, the yeah. money." You know, it it was like. They won all of a sudden. And you have people like Genoway, who's been in business for, you know, years and is an advocate and a consumer and is passionate about the plant and what it mm. stands for. And you had to wait and fight and wait. And it's it's frustrating that the government seems to think that, like you said, like the lottery works so well the first time. Let's do it again. It was a joke. And everybody was I mean, I was super critical. It was murderous. For so many people's businesses, honestly, um, you know, like uh, you're probably familiar with Abby down at the hot box yeah. in Kensington Market. She's now working for, with the OCS, um, but sh she sold her business, which was bought by Friendly Stranger, which was bought by Fire and Flower. And yeah. now every 
is going to be owned by the same company. So even even now in the first like year of independence getting licensed, I mean, we people are getting offers everywhere. We've had offers because it's these bigger companies that want to oh, yeah. just take over. We would never give it up, so don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, it, that's why people get in business, is it not? Is to start a business, grow it, build it, and then turn it into something someday. You know, maybe they, you know, you do get rid of it and you move on to something bigger. I, you know, I'll never turn my nose up or down at anybody uh, who was in the gray or non-legal market and has moved into the legal market because I feel like this is what we've been fighting for all this That's time. Like, we don't want to be yes. criminals. Like, we want to work on the better side of the law to change reform, you know, to find these 100%. things that still don't make sense and and enact real change within the system. So good for you. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Jenna Way, do you... It has to start somewhere. Yep. Do you get... Do you feel a pushback from... Um, people within the cannabis community that are still going, hey, because you're, you're just jumping on the bandwagon, now you're legal, we, you know, we're, we don't want any part of that? Um, <laughs> people don't usually give me a hard time because I've earned my position to where I am. So uh, they'll get an earful or a textful from yeah. me if they do. So I, I usually, I, I'm one of these unicorns in the industry that, I'm lucky to have fans on both. I mean, I've got my fans on both sides as well, but I've got people who are supportive um, in the unregulated market and people who are happy to have us in the regular. So I'm a rare one, but I do know that there's a lot of people that want to turn their noses up to it. And then their arguments pretty quickly destroyed when it's like, well, what was the whole point of all of this? Like, isn't this? Yeah. Well, ask for like, you can't, you can't ask for steak and then send it back because it's a little bloody. Like, <laughs> you know, like, well, we've done that silly. a few times. No, no, I've never done that. <laughs> Just cook it a little longer, you know, like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, you have to start somewhere. And I would rather, trust me, the, the difference in our business, like if you were there, you know how busy that the store gets. I mean, I, I'm not sure what time you were there, but usually, I mean, we're, we're seeing hundreds of people a day. Actually, so, it, it was rather busy to the point where I had Timmy stay in the car because I was I'm the consumer. Right. And I'm like with with covid and not being able to get in the store, only limited people. I was like, you might as well just stay out here. Um, uh, so to he be, didn't to get to experience. That. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't wear pants in public. So that was a little this bit of a deterrent. True. Yeah. Um, That's so not I, an issue for us. I'm okay with that. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm shopping there. <laughs> um, I actually used to be one of those people, one of the, those people that um, when, when legalization, I was a medical patient. I'm actually part of the whole Metrum uh, class action lawsuit, lawsuit? which, which yeah. I'll discuss much later. If you don't know, you can Google it. Um, however, I had a very bad taste in my mouth, so to speak, about legally grown cannabis and pesticide usage and what the 
you know, whether they were being monitored and who was monitoring and how much, whatever. Um, so it took me a very long time to have faith again in the legal cannabis. However, after, like I said, I went into Calyx and Trichomes and I purchased some amazing stuff, which I want to say thank you to Dan. Um, he put me on to uh-huh. some really, really awesome ice cream cake. And I have to mention lot number four because it is part of the craft collection and it really does matter which which grow you're getting because they're all a little bit different. Um, and I was amazed. Nice, clean product. Ashburn's white on everything I bought. And you want to talk Terps? Beautiful. Who doesn't want to talk per- Terps? <laughs> uh, we're actually going to be uh, on Mary Jane's Strains. Um, yeah. You're going to be mentioning that ice. Was it? What ice it? cream cake. Ice cream cake. Yes. So, Genoway, obviously, you have. How many strains would you say you carry? Um, like different skews of products in stock right now sure. is 546. Wow. Okay. Um, but that's, that's across, that's across all cannabis products. I think of dried flour, I think we're right, we're around 200 and Oh, wow. That's still a nice it's, selection. It's yeah. It's yeah. Now we had, I had. Our menu's about 14 pages long. Like it's. There's no way to make it shorter. We cannot control ourselves every week. And quite frankly, we we have to get what we get. Like we have, we have to get it. If it sells, we have to get it. So I have, uh, I have been learning a lot. I don't know if, if you know, I, I'm a non-consumer. Um, and so MJ has been teaching me a lot about, about just the, you know, the culture in general, the, the industry. Um, I'm super interested. Why are you a non-consumer? Uh, well, uh, number one, um, I, I grew up, I, I grew up in a, we've talked about this on the, on the show before about uh, growing up in a fundamental uh, Christian home, which, uh, first of all, oh. it was never discussed. Um, I love so, Genoway's face. Oh. So it was, <laughs> it was either, it was either demonized or not discussed at all. Not necessarily in my home. My home was, was pretty we weren't necessarily sheltered off it was just you know it was conservative but in the in the right. culture that i lived in you i there, you only had two types of people the people who said it was of the devil or the people who didn't want to talk about it so right. um so it just never ever came up i was never i never i was never a drinker and never a smoker in general those type of things but um, I tried cannabis where MJ was the first one to get me to try cannabis. I did not get to, it's not like she forced me, tied me down or whatever. That was on the second date, but, um, there was no cannabis involved in that date. Babe. Um, she, uh, the first time I tried it, I, I, nothing came. I had no, nothing happened. I was disappointed. Um, so I was ready to give it up then. And she said, no, no, let me try it with a higher dose. So she did it again, but we were bowling that day and I'm a really good bowler and my score dropped immediately. And I was like, I don't see me doing this long term. Um, I can't, I can't have my bowling game affected. And then I was willing, I always try things in threes. I always say, you gotta, you gotta watch sitcoms, three episodes in, you gotta try things three times. So the third time we, we tried it, um, we were having a conversation that became very much a one-sided conversation because I just phased out at one point and I have no idea what she said. And that was it. I decided that I didn't like the feeling of my brain getting um, chopped off. And I know there's different types and different feelings, but it was kind of one of those things of, it was always on my list of, well, if I ever got to a point where I could consciously 
try it without feeling like I've done something horrible and I'm going to go to hell, then I would try it. But now that it's crossed off my list, um, I like bowling way too much. And so now I just non-consume as a, as a choice. I still would well, like to introduce him into some CBD and maybe, you know, a little bit of edibles. So that way, because they all have different effects. Honestly, when it comes to the edibles, they're pretty effective. Like I'm right now drinking an XMG that I dilute with like a sparkling water into my own little cocktail. And it's awesome. And it's it's not super. It's a little strong, but it's not super strong and it processes differently. So like really what we would usually recommend for somebody who's not really like into it is to maybe try a disposable pen if that's a thing or to try edibles at super low doses, balanced edibles. There's even there's these gummies that you might like. They're they're if you like pomegranate, Wana makes these gummies that are it's like it's a five to one. So it's like 10 milligrams THC, but 50 milligrams CBD. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a really it's like it's not even a balance. It's like an off balance, but you're still getting a little THC, but it's not so much that I think it would that you would, I mean, I wouldn't go bowling afterwards. Oh, see, <laughs> I, I just realized that I was standing a little bit skewed every time. It was something a little, a little bit off. Um, well, then maybe dancing is more your thing. Well, dance, yes. Well, roll, roller skating is my thing. Dancing just below. Um, but so, go. so Genoa, can I, um, uh, we want to talk a little bit more about kind of your store and what you do, but I wanted to run something by you because I'm trying to learn. And okay. um, so what we've got here, I just want to walk you through. Uh, it's a game we like to call strain or no strain. And this, I'll kill this. I'll murder this game. Well, this is what <laughs> I, like I figure. That. Like if I'm going to ask anybody, you know, you have over 200 or whatever in your store right now. So some of these are strains. Some are not. Some came from this non-smoking head. So let's see how you do. Are you ready to play? I'm more ready than any guest you'll ever have on the show ever. Here I love go. the confidence. Strain or no strain with Jenna Way McLean. Ooh, okay. I like the sound of that. Right? Doesn't that sound good? We should it have does. you on every time. Here we go. First first lady. <laughs> That's strain. Not, a, not a strain. That is a strain. Who's strain? <laughs> Who Look, I can't. I can't give you my sources. I'm just telling you. It was on the internet, so we know it's true. <laughs> okay. We, so here. Okay. Okay. Purple berry. Purple berry is a strain. That's a strain. Yes. One and one. Italian stallion. That's a good one, right? That is not a commercial strain. Like now that I get the premise of the game. <laughs> okay. right. You didn't get the rules. Okay. That is not, I will say that is not a commercially known strain. That is correct. That came from MJ's head. So that is correct. <laughs> Dopium. Say that again? Dopium. Dopium. That's also not a commercially known strain. Opium is a strain for paradise seeds, but dopium is not a commercial strain. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'll lean on your commercial strength. I see. I see the loophole you've already see discovered the in the this. legal market, right? Oh, I see how it started. All right. Okay. All right. We can. That we wasn't can, really a strain. We can. We can play this game too. Okay. This is my right. favorite. This is one of my favorite ones. Slow and low. Slow and low. 
Uh, I'm going to say that's advice you give somebody about how to dose edibles. It's true. It is strange. It is actually. Anything could be. It is actually the name of somebody from the movie The Last Jedi. So, so I find <laughs> Star Wars characters have strain names. We, we got uh, we three more here. Uh, Blue okay. Steel. Say that again? Blue Steel. No, that's Zoolander. <laughs> yes. And apparently a strain. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was. Seriously, Google Google it. Google it. But yes, I, if as long as you know it's Zoolander, you get points anyways. Like, that's clearly... <laughs> and, and this one here, MJ got this one wrong. We're just going to end with this one. Okay. Martian Mean Green. Yes, that's by DNA Genetics. Oh, you even know who it's from. Okay, that makes yeah. up for all the confusion earlier. Very well done, Genoway. Very well done on strain or no strong. strain. Man, that was good. You'd be amazed and at how... it was discontinued circa 2014. Oh, discontinued. Oh. Well, you, yeah, you're definitely way more knowledgeable than me. I literally made up stuff from, like, the web, so um, I'm happy about that. <laughs> So as a yeah. as as a non-consumer, you're running now a uh, a legal cannabis shop. As look, as a non-consumer, I probably never would have walked into some of the gray gray market um, shops or anything like that. You know, um, it would have been kind of unsettling, a little bit kind of kind of it would be a different environment. Um, yeah. Talk to the non-consumers who are like me that are all, that we're hoping are also listening on this show because we really want to talk about cannabis from both sides. Is this a place that they could walk into, feel comfortable, and possibly learn as well? Is it a place that they could, you know, educate? Well, yeah. I mean, the whole reason why we chose Calyx and Trichomes as a name was because it, we, when we had 420 Kingston, we were explaining every day what 420 meant. So we thought it would be, at least if we're spending the time explaining it, it may as well be something that people can learn something right. when they're getting it. Like it's an actually, it's actual information, but also, you know, as a tip to, to plant anatomy, of course. But um, yeah, our staff are really geared. We, we don't, None of the staff work on commission. It's it's all team sales. We have team goals together. Um, so there's the way we have it set up, actually, is we have a, a little area where we just have our best talkers, the Dans, the Omars, the Aarons, the Denzels. Oh, everybody and, needs a Denzel. Yeah, I I go, I, I prefer the island too because it's I'm just not uh, very good in some of the other positions. But um, that's where we want to spend the most time with people because, of course, there's customers that are going to come in. Some people have click and clacks or just in and out. They don't need to be waiting behind somebody who really needs to spend time chatting with someone else. So right. we really try to have as much. Um, well, we, we only would ever have staff with with basic person basically perfect cannabis knowledge um on the floor ever hmm. um cool. and or at least understand how we want to educate like for us it's not really it's not it's if you're already in our store we know that you're here to shop with us so for us it's not so much about 
building a shopping cart or building a basket, as I hear some of my competitors talk, like that's a, that's an actual thing. It's more about like having a conversation that just happens to end with a purchase decision. That's more the, the okay. direction we want to go. And we don't, it's, it's very low pressure. It's, we have everything. So, you know, it's, there's lots to choose from at all sorts of price points. So, yeah, I mean, definitely we, we want people to feel like they, we have time for education and, and honestly, the, our, our target market tends to skew a little bit, a little bit older. Like we, we see a lot of people um, that are just trying cannabis for the first time in their 60s and, and, and older even. And, and in that case, we're seeing a lot of people that are trying, of course, CBD products like you would expect. They have no clue where to start. And then you have people that are coming in. Like yesterday, we received um, some cannabis from Quest that was over 30%. So we have people that are coming in looking for super strong weed too. And then there's people that are coming in that are just looking for like the best deal. And so, I mean, there's, 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 there's a place for everybody and definitely education is sort of at, at the center of it because like, no matter what, when it comes, because when you've got such a big menu, you sort of need help sorting through it. I mean, there's definitely some experts and there's, there's some people that can, help themselves. But for the most part, I would say probably 60% of the people that we see need some sort of right. guidance, I would say. So I'm, I'm actually interested. You touched a little bit on education. Now, yeah. there's been within the legal market, there's been like how much education you can actually put out with regulations and stuff. So I just wanted to ask you my one, my one really important question that I wanted to make sure I got to today was, if you could change any one rule or regulation within the cannabis industry that would help benefit a legal store such as yourself, what would you change? Just off the top of your head, just one. I know it's a tough one. Like, it's like, I, I feel like I'm having a bit of an overload. Like, I'm like, which one's better? Which is the most, I mean, treating cannabis more like alcohol in every way. So there's a handful of things that yep. would need to be. Um, and I just mean, as far as the sale of it goes, because yep. like right now, if, if you guys saw where we were, we're directly across from an LCBO yep. where kids can go in with their parents. I mean, the, the main issue that I have, like, of course, I don't want, we're not selling to kids, but the LCBO is also not selling alcohol to kids and farm boy and Loblaws are also managing to not sell alcohol to kids. So I also, I just, that's, that's the one that I say too. Like, for example, if you're, if you're going to treat it like alcohol and want to regulate it and whatever, then don't send me flyers in the mail of different spirits to go and buy from the liquor store, but then change the, the rules for cannabis. So that's, I mean, there's many regulations that fall under that changing it, but I, I agree with you that if you're going to lump it in with that, you better change all the regulations. So We're even monitored by the same people. I know. I mean, like, we're, like, it's the Alcohol and Gaming and Cannabis Commission of Ontario. So, yeah. I well, mean, I'm, they're all doing the same job. <laughs> well, we've even had discussion, like I've had discussion with people in uh, New Brunswick who actually have to go... Is it New Brunswick or Nova Scotia where they're actually in the same store? So if you're a recovering Nova alcoholic, Scotia. you have to go right past or into the alcohol, buy the alcohol to get your cannabis. Mm. 
So yeah, there's no there's exposure. a lot. Yeah, I definitely I would agree with that one. Well, Jenna Way, I want to thank I want to thank you for uh, for being on the show. And obviously, there's there's so much work that has been done in in, in terms of not just legalizing, but there's so many more steps to go beyond that in terms mm-hmm. of social acceptance and stuff that I'm learning. And um, I, all I can say is uh, it's nice. It's I think what legalization has done for the non-consumer is I think it's provided some spaces where at least a conversation can happen. Um, and uh, and so that's that's cool. And so I'm 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 looking forward to uh, maybe one day. She'll actually bring me in when she goes into your shop. But um, definitely want to thank Only you for joining us. Only if you're not wearing us. pants. Deal. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. Deal. I'll make sure you're there, Genoway. We'll make sure you're there. Awesome. Genoway. Tuesday, Tuesday to Friday for sure. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and talking about your business. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate thank it. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, it, was, it was great chatting with Jenna Way. Um, she mentioned, or you mentioned, one particular strain, and that was fun going through the strain or no strain with her. Um, but there was one particular strain, though, that you actually got from her store. That's right. Yeah. And, that's... and we want to do Mary Jane's strains. We are. That's the strain I decided to choose for this week's strain of the week. It is ice cream cake, lot number four. Wait, it's by, called ice cream cake? It is called ice cream cake. <laughs> and it is by Seven Acres, part of their craft collection. Okay. Um, the, let's see, the THC is about 25%, and the CBD is less than 1%. So you're not really going to get any CBD in that. It's an indica hybrid. If you're looking for the terpenes, you're going to find caryophylline, limonene, linalool, nirolidol, I think that's how you say it, and pining. Some users express feeling relaxed, euphoric, okay. and sleepy. Well, I can see relaxed and sleepy going together. Yeah, euphoria. Okay, yeah. Right? The, yeah. the euphoria. So, so it's a very kind of chill kind of thing. And for, for somebody like me, being a newbie, uh, 25% THC, less than 1% CBD means what? Probably, I get really high? Yeah, probably not a strain that you're going to want to consume because it's going to hit you hard and fast. And Let, let's rank them like this. Um, do I lose 50% of my bowling score? 75% of my bowling score? How bad of a bowler do I become? probably be about 80% bowling loss. Uh, bowling ability Okay, loss. all right. So there's, there's so the ice, what's it called? Ice cream cake. So ice cream cake strain, if you're a bowler, um, you will you will lose bowling ability. That's correct. Okay, fair enough. That's how I can I can understand these better. And added to loss of bowling ability, mm-hmm. some other possible side effects that you might experience okay. would be red eyes yep. and dry mouth. Oh, so yeah, I could losing your bowling score and having dry mouth. Yes. Bad day at the office. Um, I do have activities that you could choose to do with this strain instead if you'd rather not do bowling. Like sleeping, maybe nap. Well, relaxing before bed is on the list. Fair enough. Along with watching some television. Okay, there you go. Mary Jane Strains. Um, Thanks, Mary Jane. That was another good episode. It was, Timmy. I had fun. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, these episodes are up weekly. You can find us anywhere on social media at The Newbie and The Doobie. Um, and uh, send us emails, questions, comments. And don't forget to stay lifted. And keep on laughing. I'm Timmy Boyle. And I'm Mary Jane Baker. Bye. Bye.